Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight here on Rome Business Radio. We are coming to you from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. I'm Jeannie Krieger with the Rome Floyd Chamber. And we've got a fantastic show, Jeannie, don't we? We've got Dr. Heath Hooper joining us. He's the Dean of the Ledbetter College of Business at Shorter University. And we're also joined by Andy Leslie, the Director of the Downtown Development Authority. How about a round of applause for our guest today? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. How's everybody doing? Wonderful, sir. Uh, doing well. How are you guys? We are just hunky-dory, as we say down south. We are socially distant and, and doing the podcast here over Zoom. Um, so, uh, but we can see each other and this is great. It looks like everybody's got great internet connectivity today. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fingers crossed. So, so, uh, Andy, let's just start with you, the director of the downtown development authority. Your world is just a few square blocks downtown Rome. Is it not? How it sure is. How, how, yeah. Is, so go ahead. We cover, we cover, I'm sorry. We cover broad street. We cover our, um, our new uh, river district off fifth Avenue. So we have a lot of exciting things going on over there, but I have now been in this position and in Rome for all of five weeks. So I'm a seasoned veteran. (laughs) Um, I can answer all of your questions, Um, but I'm super excited to, to be with you guys today and talk about what I have learned in a few short weeks. All right. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Where should I park? No, we'll get back to that in a minute. (laughs) Okay. We'll come back to that. Uh, and, And Dr. Hooper, as the, as the Dean of the Ledbetter college of business over at shorter, you're basically, molding minds into being business thinkers, are you not? Well, that is the goal. That is the goal. Uh, some days are better than others, but yep, that's that's the goal there. And and what headaches are you guys in, in uh, you know, because of the pandemic with your, your classrooms, education, yeah. online, things like that? Yeah. So um, March of this year, um, we had to make the decision to go virtual uh, for the rest of the spring semester. Um, it was easy for our College of Business because all of our classes are already portrayed in that environment as well. So we were able to go all of our classes to traditional, from traditional to online in one day. Um, so it was a very seamless transition for our students, which was, you know, very good. Um, it was difficult to get them advised for the fall because it's hard enough to get them to come to your office some days <laughs> when they're face to face, much less when they're back home and you know, doing, doing their own thing. So that was, that was a difficult scenario, but we got everybody advised, everybody back. Um, we got a great fresh group of freshmen in this August. Um, we're face to face 100% all of our courses, um, which is, you know, it's a blessing to have all of our students back on campus and have that kind of energy back. Um, you know, we're, we have the mask mandates in classrooms. Students have to wear the mask where social distancing cannot be possible. Um, but they've been great with it. I've seen a lot of very cool designs on masks. That's what we go by with our fashion nowadays, I guess, is is what does your mask look like in class? So and, and, and maybe it helps you recognize people because sometimes if you yeah. you, know, you don't you don't know who we, we all look like Wild West robbers from the eighteen you know eighties <laughs> with with our masks on. Um Jeannie, uh, sing the praises of these two. I know that I know that there's chamber connectivity here with these guys. Absolutely. Well, they're two great young professionals and they're two of the nicest people I know. Um, Heath and I, we've known each other for a while and he serves on our board of directors for the chamber and just his energy and um, professionalism just really just brings so much to the table. And we've been able to collaborate on a few projects and one he'll talk about in a few minutes. Andy, we're so happy to have her in Rome and she is so kind and so willing to 
listen and help. And, you know, all of us on here want to make sure that businesses grow and prosper. And so we, um, you know, just want to work together and make sure our business environment is such where um, businesses and business people, college students can thrive here in Roman Floyd County. Shop local. Educate Shop. local. Absolutely. <laughs> go, Absolutely. To, go to school local. Uh, Andy, what is, you know, I'm, I'm a Rome native. Uh, the Broad Street area, downtown Rome is fantastic. Um, what? How do you sell that if you're talking to people who have never been to Rome, Georgia before and maybe encouraging somebody to, to you know, bring some business here or they're considering it? How do you sell downtown Rome? Oh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I actually became very familiar with Rome um, in the world of downtown development across the state. Rome is what is known as a Georgia exceptional Main Street community, which is um, a very prestigious designation. It's I think we only have 17 communities across the state of Georgia that have that honor and that title. Um, and so I did downtown development for the city of Carrollton. And um, that's where I now hail from and hopefully will be relocated to Rome Floyd very soon. But um, so, you know, Rome is is very, um, it's just held in a very high regard. And so I've done a lot of trainings with Rome. I actually came one day when I was pretty um, still new to the role in Carrollton and, and, and um, just try to take in everything that I could. And one of the things that stands out for me with our downtown um, here in Rome is the fact that everyone has buy-in. You know, we have people that volunteer their time on a monthly, sometimes every other week um, basis. They'll come and volunteer for events and they just do that because they don't have any vested interest. They just want to be a part of our downtown community. And I think that says so much about um, just the the vibe that our downtown businesses have. Everybody is here to, you know, they want to work together when there are, you know, situations that we can improve upon. Everybody wants to help be part of the solution. And you don't find that everywhere. You really don't. And I have to say, you know, we have a few open properties right now that we're working um, with some of the, you know, the the landlords to get some tenants in. But I was really expecting to come into um a much worse situation given all that 2020 has, you know, brought our way, especially that, you know, all the challenges small business owners have had to face. But um, for the most part, our downtown community seems to be, you know, moving forward and, and, and surviving and, you know, in a lot of cases doing very well. So, you know, I tell them all the time, I'm here to be a resource for you. If I don't know the answer, I will find the answer. If I don't have a solution, we'll find a solution. And that's really, you know, how I, how I view downtown development. We're here to be a resource for the business owners and the property owners. And it's not just, um, it's not just business. It's there's residential and, and uh, it's, yes. there's activities and the rivers and there's so much going on down there. I, under, I understand you and Heath, what's this handshake thing uh, <laughs> that you were talking about before we started? Do you want to explain it, Heath? <laughs> well, I think the best way to do it is to reenact it and then we okay. can, then we can explain it. So, <laughs> well, okay. well, this is a podcast. It's primarily audio. So perhaps, <laughs> perhaps somebody should be explaining it while you reenact it for us on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time, this is the first time I met Heath in person and everyone else in the, in the leadership Rome class this year for that matter. And, you know, as one of the icebreakers, they say, um, you know, 
reenact this or enact whatever we, whatever situation we give you. And so Heath and I got paired up and they said, um, one of you has to reel in the fish and one of you has to be the fish. So he <laughs> graciously volunteered and took one for the team. He was the fish. And so he was kind of just, you know, I can't even do it as well as he can. <laughs> he did a great job. Well, she was a great fisherman in that sense. <laughs> so, um, and and for the whole day that day, we we were uh, referred to each other as handshake number two. <laughs> You're handshake number two person. Jeannie, <laughs> uh, Jeannie, what are the other types of handshakes? That's an interesting one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, what's great is um, so both Andy and Heath are were nominated and um, picked for leadership room this year. They definitely are leaders in our community, and so um, this was one of their first get-to-know icebreaker events, and it's just great. To, to, for me, it's rewarding because we put things in place, and we want people to get to know each other, even taking in consideration all the safety protocols. You can still do it, so um, I love the laughter and just the fact that they had a good time with it. So great. Hook, line, and sinker, huh, Heath? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's it. So, Roger, the the first handshake was a typical social distance six foot air handshake that we <laughs> we did, and then your next partner was a funny creative handshake, and that's where me and Andy. And then the third handshake was a sport reenactment type play handshake, and so my third one was an alley oop. I caught a fake basketball and dunked it. Well, oh, good for you. And but I understand that's a little bit of your background. You got some, you got some basketball skills in your background. Yeah, back in the day, not, not anymore. <laughs> little, co- <laughs> little coaching, right? You know, you were a little coaching. I did. I played at Reinhardt um, for four years, and then I coached uh, men's basketball at Young Harris College for three years. Oh, good for you. Uh, but business was the uh, business was the professional passion. Well, let Let me tell you, when you're from Young Harris, Georgia in a small town and at 22 years old you go back home and you work for twenty thousand dollars a year and you live in your parents basement in young harris georgia for two years it's time to get out <laughs> so that's that's what brought me to rome was i needed to get out of the mountains at that point <laughs> i don't even know what to say with that so so okay so you come you come to shorter and you have you just been teaching it shorter and and have worked your way up to dean a few years ago yeah, so this is my ninth year at Shorter. Um, I was hired as an assistant professor of sport management, and then I began my doctorate degree. I started my PhD degree and took three years to complete it, and then I moved into the chair of sport management role. And before I finished that first year as chair, um, the current dean of the College of Business had taken another position elsewhere, and so I eagerly, uh, you know, went for that position at the end of that year and. I uh, was blessed to become the dean of the College of Business. So this is my fifth year as the dean um, at Shorter. Well, one of the things I like doing on the show that's interesting to me is I was given some advice many, many years ago, and I've actually passed this on to people, is that, uh, especially to young people, if you see somebody in a position that you would like to perhaps be at in 20 or 30 years, find out their path. Ask them how they did that. I come from a sports background too, and it's like uh, if you want to be an athletic director at a university, yep. you know, find out how those what what was the career path of that athletic director, or you know, if you want to be a vice president of marketing in an ad agency, how did that the current vice president of marketing get there? So I, I do like asking those background questions yeah, in case absolutely. anybody is listening, they can see a path. So, so Andy, what is what is your background? How did you kind of meander to where you are? 
meander is a bad word, but we all kind of meander through <laughs> life. But how did you how did you relentlessly there, pursue your career? <laughs> there was definitely some meandering there in the early years, for sure. I took the scenic route. <laughs> um, so when I was in college, I started. I just had a. Uh, a hobby of doing makeup and um, greatly enjoyed it and thought, you know what, while I'm in college, I might as well use that and make some money out of it. And so I started my own freelancing gig and did that on the side. And um, when I was in school, I interned, I I studied um, business administration at the University of West Georgia. And I interned with a um, a very well-known company out there called Southwire Company. And I, I interned in human resources. And I learned very, very quickly that human resources was not where I wanted to be and not where I wanted to end up. And so um, I mindset and um, freelance for myself for a while. And then I called Ulta Beauty and became their event manager and got to do a lot of really cool fun things that. Um, but knew that eventually I wanted to make my way back to Carrollton because when I was in school out there, I really connected with the community. It felt to know people, getting to know some of the small business um, retailers out there, um, making those connections. And when the Main Street job came up in Main Street Director, I jumped at it. I had been volunteering with the downtown community, and I knew that that was something that I would be very interested in. And we did a lot of events in downtown Carrollton. And so my event background um, ultimately got me the job there. And so I knew a lot about running events. I knew very little training that I could. I wanted to educate myself on all things economic development and have just absolutely fallen in love with it and finally figured out uh, you know, it took again, it took me the scenic route, but finally figured out that this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life and have loved just about every moment of it. Well, it's interesting. You say you say you took the scenic route, but even in college when you were, you know, doing your makeup thing and trying to freelance on the side and make some money, that's that's an entrepreneurial gene. I mean, that is a business interest that is kicking in. Hey, how can I monetize this hobby of mine? Uh, Absolutely. So you've had a business connection your whole life, sounds like. Yes. Yes. And my dad is a serial entrepreneur. And so I've watched him um, pour, you know, everything, his heart and soul into his businesses. And some have been very successful, some have not. And so I learned a lot along the way. And I think, you know, at a very young age that was instilled in me that, you know, that that's what that's what this is all about. We, you know, the small businesses are, are the backbone of America. And I really do believe that, you know, our downtown businesses are the heart of our community. And so I want to do my part in helping support them and being successful. Um, just like those people that helped my dad along the way. So it's, it's, it was instilled in me at a very early age. Well, uh, Heath, could, you've probably seen so many business students in your career. I mean, is, is entrepreneurial thinking, is that a common thing or is that a very unique thing? Well, it's become it's become a, a more hot topic as of recent, I think in the last three or four years. Um, I have I have students that, that say they want to become an entrepreneur and other students say they want to become an entrepreneur. But it's basically it comes down to as Andy mentioned, I mean it's the personality traits of that individual. It's it's the innovation, it's the the hard work, the you know, excitement, enthusiasm. Um, but it's, it's possible, you know, the way the world is today, there's open opportunities for a lot of different avenues. And we're seeing, even with, in the midst of COVID, if you want to look at it from a positive sense, 
there's an opportunity there for a new type of business, a new type of organization to be run, even when we're having to be safe and, and you know, throughout the daily society. Um, so it's definitely a popular popular trait that I want to, a lot of people want to have. It's just a few people can actually, you know, have that niche and that personality to go for it. Hmm. Interesting. I actually felt like I was in a classroom for a minute there. I'm sorry. I got <laughs> sidetracked. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it, was, it was actually interesting. Um, Jeannie, t- tell folks a little bit about Leadership Rome. These- sure. Absolutely. So um, we do two programs through the chamber, Leadership Rome and High School Leadership Rome. But for Leadership Rome, the adult um, group, they're nominated and by one of their peers and they complete an application and it's a uh, um, they are selected among their peers to go through the, the annual program. And it really is about um, learning the inner workings of our community. And so, you know, there will be an industry day, there's a healthcare day, there's um, public works day, there's different sessions where you really get to learn about the community of Roman Floyd County, but also, um, you know, hopefully at the end of it, it, it inspires um, this group to even be more leaders in the community, you know, by maybe volunteering to serve on a board or um, getting more involved in, with something they're passionate about. And, you know, also it just, I think, helps develop the leader within. And that's, um, we kicked off at Windshape and that was much of that. We'll probably start there and in there just to bring it full circle about, um, leadership and what that means and for our community as well. Well, to our listeners on the podcast, you know, just to reiterate, we're actually on Zoom, so we're we're seeing each other here. Um, as you were talking, Jeannie, Heath, and Andy were just nodding, just nodding in agreement. They were <laughs> with, about about, yeah. about the leadership well, the interesting, and you know the interesting thing is Heath and I have worked in the past, and he may want to speak to this a little bit. Um, I, last year, we he hosted a group of chamber um, leaders at the College of Business, and the room was packed. I think we had about 110 in that um, Ledbetter School of Business, and they really, we were trying to say all the opportunities that are available here for jobs, and some, you know, we try to bring folks in who are entrepreneurs, but also those from, you know, our corporate sector who can really speak to the great jobs available in Roman Floyd County, because we want to um, make sure we're communicating now the great opportunities. And I think Lee, uh, I think he can speak to that a little bit more. Yeah, it's it's a great event that we collaborate with the Chamber on because it gives our students at, at Shorter University, which the majority of our students at Shorter are not from Rome. You know, we have students from almost every state in the country and, you know, international students. And it's great to bring the chamber in and these, these corporate leaders and, and entrepreneurs because it gives them a focus of, hey, stay in Rome. This is what we have available to you and how we're growing our business society and downtown development. And we want you to be a part of it. You're spending four years here as a student. Let's get you involved as much as possible during those four years so we can show you the highlights of what we have to offer. And we can start developing even more younger professionals into their career journeys and what they want to accomplish. And so, you know, I'm very thankful to Jeannie and the chamber for uh, collaborating with us on that event because it it opens our students' eyes to saying, wow, I really can find a job here in Rome and stay here. Heath, how many students are in the business school? 
So total, we make up about 530. So we make up about 45% of the of the university. Um, now, traditional students that, you know, come in, live on campus, we have about 350. Um, so the rest of the makeup is online undergrad and online master students. Got you. And I'm sorry, you said, so the business school is about 45% of the total student enrollment? Oh, st- yep. Okay, gotcha. Um I don't know why I was interested in finding that out, but um, just you're you're shaping the, you're shaping the young minds. Um, Andy, you, you said, know, go ahead, Jeannie. I'm sorry, Roger. I was just going to say that you know, from Andy's perspective, downtown Rome is one of our greatest assets, and so we try to you know, when we have visitors here, um, you know, if we have people looking to locate to Rome in Floyd County, we like to show off downtown with our residence program. We set up tours of downtown and really. There's great walking tours that can happen, but she may want to speak a little bit more to that. But what they're thinking about doing with the River District, we're hugely excited about. And um, it's just going to make it Broad Street and downtown, the whole experience even better, right? Absolutely. So I think Broad Street is very well known, um, you know, amongst Rome, Floyd County, and like I said, even across the state. And there's just so much charm here um, being the historic district. And so we're really excited to kind of expand on that, but maybe in some more creative, artistic ways in the River District. Um, We actually had our consultant come and do um, just a, a streetscape kind of open forum a couple weeks ago. And we really wanted to hear feedback from the community, from the business owners and property owners over there in the River District that, you know, what would you guys like to see when we put a streetscape plan together? You know, a lot of people are very on board. There aren't a lot of trees over there, funnily enough. Um, And so that's one thing that people really want to see some trees, um, some really cool, fun signage. I don't know if you guys have noticed or if you've been through there, but we actually just finished a mural over there right by the river. And it says the river district. It looks so cool. We're very proud of it. And it has already actually spurred some other art that's been coming up. So um, Justin Pollard actually just completed a really cool mural that says think big. And it has um, a cute little light bulb underneath it. It's a great spot for people to go take pictures. But um, we were so glad that he did that because I think it's going to First of all, it just represents what we're hoping that district turns into anyway. Um, But, you know, I think it's going to spur some more creative development over there. So we're really excited to see um, what all unfolds in the River District. So when when you said you've only been in this current position just a few weeks, is that right? That is correct. Today makes five weeks. Happy anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Nobody's run me off yet. Are you are was it? overwhelming? Are you, have you, are you, or did you just jump in? (laughs) I have just, I dove in head first. It, you know, the most daunting part of, of this transition has just been not really knowing many people in the community. Um, I've done the job before in another community. And so obviously I'm familiar with, you know, the main street approach, how we kind of structure things with our committees and our downtown development authority board. Um, and so that I'm no stranger to, but just coming into a community where you don't know anyone, um, is always, I think a little daunting, but, um, 
everyone has been so warm and welcoming. Um, Jeannie reached out to me before I even started the job. Um, so did other people at the chamber. I had people sending me friend requests and messages saying welcome. And I was like, oh my gosh, I already feel a part. And um, I think, you know, I'm so thankful for Leadership Rome because I've already been able to make so many connections and meet people um, just through that one outlet. So I'm very, very grateful for that opportunity. And um, yeah, I'm just so proud. I'm so glad to be here. Well, that's what that's what the Chamber's all about is connectivity and, and building relationships. Way to go, Jeannie. <laughs> well, it, it's because of people like Heath and Andy who make my job just so enjoyable. So yes, it is important though. Well, uh, I, I marvel sometimes and you, you take it for granted and you really shouldn't D- just downtown Rome. I, I marvel at the architecture, you know, the buildings are so uh, the, the historical vibe. If you'll, if you'll try to soak it in for a minute, you know, um, just the, the older buildings and the, the history of the place. And there's every, every corner you turn, there's a church, <laughs> there's a restaurant, yeah. there's a, um, so it's just a, it's a little slice of Americana and it's in our town. <laughs> It yeah. is. And Jeannie mentioned the the residential component, which is, I know, initiative that they started several years ago. And wow, I mean, it's incredible how many people want to live downtown and currently do live downtown. And um, I know there have been some newer developments. And I mean, the lofts are going like that. So the fact that people want to be down here and spend their time off down here, I think just goes to show, you know, how great of a community, a downtown community we do have. Yeah, how Heath, how effective Jeannie touched on it a minute ago when you know, as a the town itself as a lure for students, you know, for to shorter. It's not just shorter as a university, yeah. but you you mentioned all of these people that go from all over the all over the country. Um, how important is Rome itself in the sales pitch, if you will? Yeah, it's absolutely important. It's important to our students and important to our faculty and our staff. Um, you know, I've been I've been at colleges and universities and visited other colleges and universities where you don't have a downtown area. You are literally you have a college campus stuck out in the middle of nowhere at and and some college campuses. And so for Rome to be so close by and be so, you know, energetic downtown, it's it's a great sell to students, their families and prospective um, faculty and staff. Um, One of the greatest things is when students come up and visit you know, they bring their families. And if, when families see the type of family atmosphere that comes from downtown Rome and the and the, the place that everybody can come together and celebrate, you know, different types of events, they feel comfortable that their students are in Rome and at Shorter University or Barry, Co- Barry College, wherever that may be. Um, and then with us, when we bring home, uh, when I look to hire faculty, I put them in Rome for a reason. I, I take them out to eat downtown. We, I put them in a hotel downtown. Um, you know, that's just, it's the sale. It's this, the pitch of how to get them to shorter, not only for the university, but for Rome as well. So it's kind of, it's very collaborative just as Jeannie and Andy have stated. Yeah, Jeannie, we've never really talked about that on the podcast before the, um, you know, we've, we've, we touched on this and that, but we've never really talked on the importance of the great educational opportunities, um, uh, in Rome. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, it's what, makes our community, I think, so vibrant is that um, the college presence that's here and the, you know, people come and they bring new ideas and new energy and it's constantly that exchange and and it works so well. And, 
Heath and I were talking earlier today here at the chamber about some opportunities we want to bring to small businesses. Um, he's doing a series and I'd like for him to speak about that for a minute. But, you know, when you compare the college student with the business and we're just the right size to be able to do that, that, that great opportunity and making sure that, you know, the business community understands, you know, what colleges are doing, what, um, you know, sometimes it might be the exchange of, hey, we need to hire this, uh, a worker with this type of expertise and colleges can meet that need head on, you know, if we're right. seeing, you know, a, a bigger need. But also it's the business community that needs help from the colleges. So it's a two way street. But I think Heath may want to speak a little bit more about some programs he's got um, on the schedule for fall. So since becoming dean, my goal has been to collaborate within the community. It's been to integrate our students into Rome and to bring Rome to Shorter. I want Shorter to have a representation of we work together with Rome, we work together with the chamber, and we're all in this together to better our community. We're here for a reason, so let's not make it the best community and university that we can possible. Um, So in doing so, last year we developed what it's called the Professional Program Series. So it's a free event. We don't charge. And it's a way for working individuals to gain professional development opportunities in an area where they may want to learn a little bit more about business management, leadership, ethical scenarios, human resources, whatever it may be. We invite different members of the community to come up. And we did last year a six session series. And it's one day a week for six straight weeks. And we had 18 people take part in it last year. Um, mostly around Rome within the hospital organizations, the youth organizations. And one great thing about going through it is we offer them a reduction in tuition. So if somebody's looking at possibly getting their MBA or their master of accountancy and they go through this free series, we'll offer them a 10% discount on the total cost of their graduate degree as our way of saying, thank you. This is what we have to offer. So it not only brings business leaders to shorter, but we also are able to give back in this degree program or this opportunity. Um, And so this year we were going to host two, three session series. So a three session series in September and then a three session series in October. And, you know, I've canceled the September one just due to the current state and, and COVID and everything. But in October, I'm excited because I've created an opportunity for social distancing within our college of business in a larger area where it can be performed possibly, um, you know, pretty seamlessly. And so Jeannie and I talked this morning about how can we collaborate this professional program series with what the chamber wants to do with its members in the community. And so Jeannie and I had an outstanding conversation this morning on how we can collaborate that together and use this professional program series that's already in place as a way to, Um, give knowledge, give experience, and better prepare our small business leaders in Rome within specific areas of concentration, such as marketing or management or accounting, whatever it may be. And so we're, you know, really thankful to Jeannie for being able to collaborate with this. And we think it's a great opportunity for just as a team, as I mentioned, collaboratively grow together and better Rome, Georgia. So where, so where, where can people get information on that or sign up for the seminar? Yep. So Jeannie, she's going to pump out some information to the chamber (laughs) members and um, my contact information. I can let everybody know at the end of our podcast. Um, But this is once again, it's free. Does not cost anything. It's three days. It's October 12th, October 19th and October 26th. And the times on that is a nine to three with an hour lunch break in there. Um, Basically, the way we're going to 
set it up is we're going to have an academic component that morning where we'll talk about from a, a scholarly standpoint, these are the principles you need to understand in running a business, management, whatever that may be. And as Jenny and I talked about this morning, throwing out an applicable approach that afternoon, maybe bringing in some speakers that have experience within these topic areas to kind of put it into play. And so that's the dates. We're excited. Um, and I'm, I'm just really pumped to be working with the chamber with it and Jeannie. Yeah, uh, we're you, excited too, very you, much. So. And it's something that will benefit our, our small business folks, definitely. And also we can connect to, you know, one great thing about the chamber and our 900 members we have um, great people who have been in business a long time who are willing to donate their time. And so, you know, if we can connect bankers and accountants and attorneys just to, to get to know these small business folks, it helps when you, you know, have a need and you have somebody to walk through that with you. Um, so that that's part of what the chamber wants to provide as well. well. I mean, that just sounds like a fantastic opportunity for people. I mean, uh, and the fact that it's not only is it free, Doctor Hoop, it's it's kind of a down payment on on tuition if you want to, if you if you you know it's, there's a coupon for there is yep for, for for you get a coupon for tuition discounts. Um, <laughs> so okay, um, uh, Andy, uh, let's go back around here and, and slowly kind of get final thoughts and wrap up. You got you know you're new in the position, so congratulations. But you know we're we're still in a pandemic, but hopefully we're coming back out of it and downtown is you know, picking up business and we're trying to get back to normal. What challenges do you see uh, ahead over the next weeks and months? Well, our downtown is open for business. So we encourage people, even if you don't feel comfortable coming out and, you know, uh, going inside our boutiques or going inside of our restaurants, many of them are still doing curbside pickup. Um, and we have a few designated um, parking places for that. So we're trying to make it easy and accommodating for everyone. We actually are slowly starting to kind of get back to some sort of sense of normalcy, if you can call it that. Um, so we're actually starting back up with our monthly coffee breaks. Uh, September 25th will be our first one back post-COVID. And of course, we will be taking all necessary precautions um, to ensure that everyone stays safe. That is September 25th. Uh, I believe it's at 830. I should know this. I think it's at 830. And it's going to be hosted at Heritage First Bank. And they are actually hosting it outside um, in front of their area so we can all, you know, be socially distant. Um, and the board actually decided to go ahead and move forward with our Fiddle and Fest event this year. So that's going to be held on October 10th. Um, we are taking a lot of extra precautions with that event uh, to um, hopefully ensure everyone's safety. And we are asking that people come and have a good time, but be respectful of others and hopefully, you know, maintain that six feet social distance and wear their mask and be a good neighbor. Um, but we are excited. And I know our businesses are really excited, too, because that's always a great um, it's just a great traffic driver. We always have people that come downtown and hang out with us and and, you know, invest their, their money in our businesses. And we greatly appreciate that. So we're excited. What is the uh, website information um, so that people can get, well, we, I, I teased, joked about it earlier, but parking is always an issue, but there's plenty of information about parking on your website. Yes, yes there sure is. Our website is downtownromega.us. And I'm typing that in my um phone just so I can make sure I'm telling you right. But I believe that's it. And we have all the information there for Fiddle and Fest um, parking, all that good stuff is all on our website and our Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, we, we are, are excited to get back open and, 
and get back to, you know, pre-COVID life, hopefully soon. Yeah, the Fiddlin' Fest is a big deal. Um, it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a big deal. Uh, Heath, contact information for, for you guys or the, uh, the seminar, is that something going to be run through shorter or through the chamber or? So it'll, <laughs> it'll, be, ran, it'll be ran collaboratively. Um, but my contact information is, um, our email is hooper at shorter.edu. Okay. Uh, and Jeannie, any final thoughts from you there? Um, you know, about the, the, yep. exp- the expos coming up, things like that. Expos coming up November 5th, folks can call myself or Thomas Kislet, and we're happy to sign folks up for a booth. Some are more comfortable. We're doing a virtual expo. And so some are more comfortable with that, or we will be in place at the forum on November 5th, following all the safety protocols, but, um, you kind of get both for one price. But um, we'd love to talk to anybody who's interested in attending or having a booth. So they can call the chamber, 706-291-7663. And the website is? RomeGA.com. RomeGA.com. Well, this has been a great conversation. Uh, a lot going on. This is fantastic. You know, from everybody's perspective, we've got education and seminars and downtown Rome and events and the expo. This just, the calendar is starting to, people are starting to live life again. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Um, well, thanks everybody for joining us. Um, for uh, that's of course that's Dr. Heath Hooper. He has been the dean of the Ledbetter College of Business, and we were also joined by Andy Leslie, the director of the Downtown Development Authority. Thank you all so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. For Jeannie Krieger, I'm Roger Manus. You've been listening to the Rome Ploy Chamber Small Business Spotlight on Rome Business Radio, coming to you from the Hardy Realty Studios, working in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you.